0: This is also a
1: podcast it's a podcast that we do every week um <laughs> me phoebe and my lovely talented handsome accomplished co-host taylor
0: known arsonist
1: taylor. <laughs> <laughs> known mcdonald's fire bomber
0: allegedly allegedly uh, um yeah i'm pretty sure that this is the only podcast that exists like, I, last time I checked, there wasn't any other ones. Yeah.
1: I logged on to Apple Podcasts the other day, and it was just remarks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, right. No, we're the only people that have ever created a podcast yeah, ever. A... And we actually coined the term podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, like, so, I mean, if you don't like it, what else are you going to listen to? Exactly.
1: Like... Music?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please. Music is for fucking the nerds. <laughs> that's what that's for.
1: Music is for people who don't like learning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Um Phoebe the other day I was thinking about how uh pets have become the new children and oh, it's so true, plants huh? are now the new pets. It's Would so true.
1: Oh, you agree with that. It's so true. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure with like our generation and generations moving down like Yeah. It's yeah, like none of us want fucking kids. No. Cuz why? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not.
1: Um yeah, and I Tonks is my child. A yeah, 100%. Sure. I she basically came from my womb <laughs>
0: almost um, i mean pretty much
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then my plants are for sure like my, pets. my pets yeah. i feed them a little water <laughs> give them a little scratch on the leaf every now and then
0: <laughs> pet the leaves that has nothing to do with the episode <laughs> it i was doesn't. just really thinking about but it's true that no day. that's very true <laughs> just a societal observation mm-hmm. by taylor um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, this is Remarks, we, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess this is our podcast.
1: <laughs> We've gotten so good at introducing this show. Yeah, I know,
0: I know, it's, yeah, I don't know if, cause like, it's, it's like less good, but it's also better now. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's funnier. No, exactly, exactly. It's also not as official as it used to be. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Y'all know what
1: you're listening to.
0: I would hope, I would you hope you do. have caught on by now, I hope. <laughs> And if this is your first time listening, hey, uh, <laughs> what's up?
1: <laughs> this is our show. We call it Remarks. I've established I'm Phoebe. That's Taylor over there. Mm-hmm. What up? Um, as you could tell from our fun somber intro, this is another ep of um, you guys, Art of the Revolution. Revolution. Boing, 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 boing.
0: We should get a, a soundboard. We should. I've <laughs> yeah, honestly like been, been thinking defense.
1: about it. I feel like that'd be so fun.
0: Oh, my God. One more tangent before we get started. No, go. My corporate-ass job <laughs> sent me, because they'll just, like, mail out fun things sometimes, I guess, you know, because everybody's working at home still. Thanks, guys. Uh, they sent me this today. Oh. And it is very, oh, my gosh. Yeah, can you grab that for me? Yes. It's a goat, as you can see. Yeah. And the goat, when you press it, makes this sound. It's a screaming goat toy. Wow, that's. Um... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I have no. I no context yeah. as to why they sent that.
1: Like, what's? What? They're just like, here's this goat. Here's this a
0: screaming goat. Okay. I feel like they're trying to be like, here's fun things to like put on your desk at yeah. home to make you smile. Yeah, or whatever. his I one don't.
1: ear is breaking off already. Really? Yeah. Bad quality, dude. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, corporate business. Corporate establishment. <laughs> anyway. If there's anything that's like particularly. Um, like horrible as we go through this episode we'll just
0: <laughs> give, it, give the goat a little scream yeah for sure for sure um but yeah i'm gonna start off this ep- episode here of art of the revolution Get us we're into talking it. about music we're talking about jams um and i'm talking about folk music uh i folk music is my favorite kind of music it's the music mm-hmm. i predominantly play myself but
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: if you can find it out there good job good on ya. but you don't no one knows my last name so true <laughs> but i feel like with enough internet sleuthing you could probably figure it out yeah but <clears throat> pardon um but yeah so there is a large history of leftist folk singers throughout the early 1900s um folk music was widely regarded as the people's music for a long time obviously we've kind of lost that and you know there's a a whole episode to be had, in like, what happened to country and folk music after, so like,
1: true. 9-11. So true.
0: Yeah, but, uh, for a long time, it was very much, like, you know, the the gritty workers kind of music, you know? hmm Um.
1: Uh, as heard in our, um, our classic theme song. Not yeah. for this episode, but our our usual theme song. Ironically
0: enough, the one that's not talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, we'll actually talk about that song. Um, it's <gasps> Ooh, called... Which side are you on? Um, But yeah, so we will start our story with the Almanac Singers. Uh, It was a band, a group, if you will, that was founded by... Excuse me. Millard Lampell, Lee Hayes, Pete Seeger, and Woody Guthrie. The group had a sliding list of members that would come in and out of the group and sing anti-war, anti-racism, and pro-union songs.
1: Fuck yeah. Um,
0: They're pretty lit, and that's... (laughs) uh one of the first recordings of the song which side are you on which they actually like reworked to be like a a union song Mm -hmm. um i don't know the uh, what the original one was but they would like change the lyrics to like classic uh like sing-along folk songs and make them political and stuff it It was kind of back before like i mean people still wrote music obviously but like You know, you'd have one person write, like, a bop, and then, (laughs) like, all of their homies would cover it. (laughs) Right, right. There's, like, versions of, like, this song that, like, seven different folk singers have done. And, like, they were all, they were kind of all just in the same band, too. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. Um, But because of their association with the Communist Party, they did end up changing their anti-war sentiment once the Soviet Union entered World War II, Mm -hmm. which, um... It's quite interesting, actually, because uh, you know, again, this is kind of more of a, a deeper, deeper dive into like World War II. But the Soviet had a non-aggression pact with Germany, and then Germany broke that and tried <laughs> to take all of Poland.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then
0: the Soviet Union got in the war, and that and this the Communist Party, because of that, was actually pretty pro uh, Japanese internment camps in America, yikes. which is a big yikes, um, not their best look. <laughs> But Pete Seeger, who is married to a Japanese woman, was very anti-Japanese internment camps, even though it went against his party's uh, ruling, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were highly involved in the Popular Front, which was an alliance of liberals and leftists to fight fascism and racism. Uh Seeger, Hayes and Lampell rented a house together called the Almanac House which became a hub of leftist intellectuals and folk singers.
1: It's an original um hype house. Yes. Yeah, it's,
0: it's the it's the <laughs> hype house but of 1930, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh eventually the press caught on to their communist ties and kind of tore them apart um and I believe it was the New York Times. Yeah, I think it was the New York Times wrote a scathing review of them because of their ties to the Communist Party.
1: Oh, New York Times.
0: You know, I feel like the Red Scare, or, you know, the anti-communist sentiment was still there during World War II, but, like, people were kind of like, ooh, we got to deal with this bigger issue, which is Nazi Germany.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: Um, (laughs) But uh, there was a, I I wanted to read some song lyrics from one of their songs, or a couple of their songs here. Uh, this one was a anti-war song before they switched their uh, position over. And it, went, it goes like this. When my poor old mother died, I was sitting by her side, a promising to war I'd never go. But now I'm wearing khaki jeans and eating army beans, and I'm told J.P. Morgan loves me so.
1: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Shots fucking fire J.P. Morgan.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just have a real big beef with J.P. Morgan. <laughs> mm.
1: As you should. Bug chase. <laughs> yeah, no, straight <laughs> up, goddamn. Um,
0: but yeah, so and actually, a lot of them, after the switch to the pro-war sentiment, actually volunteered to join the military. Mm. And there's not really any record of them, of any of them dying. At least any of the main, you know, the big folk singers at the right. time. A lot of them were doing like folk morale like musical jobs there to kind of like boost soldiers morale and stuff Aww. like that's what pete Seeger was doing <laughs> um but after the war uh pete seeger came back and while he was uh, overseas had this idea to start this thing called people's songs and um yeah after so- serving in the military um many of the folk singers came home Pete Seeger had the idea to start. It's kind of like a record label, um, and a leftist newsletter type. Beat. Ooh. It was uh born to get the word out about the workers' rights and workers' songs and spread it around like the country. It was called People's Songs, it was tight. Love it. They had like a little news newsletter that they would ship out to everyone. Huh. So pretty pretty cool, pretty pretty good <laughs> communist propaganda. Love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you love to see it.
0: Love to see it, honestly. Uh, As the government began to crack down on the Communist Party approaching the Red Scare, the House Un-American Activities Committee, or HUAC, which is the actual name, it's not House on Un-American Activities Committee, it's just the House Un-American Activities Committee, Hmm, began to crack down on the Singers' and People's Songs went bankrupt after supporting presidential candidate Henry A. Wallace, and... It was said that Henry A. Wallace had, like, the most musical campaign in all of history because he had, like, the backing <laughs> of all these folk singers, which is cool. But even Henry A. Wallace, who was, like, the progressive candidate at the time, was still, like, anti-communist.
1: Yeah, you know, because, I mean, that checks whatever. out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, after the war when, like, the Red Scare yeah. and the Cold War is kind of ramping up. Um, Pete Seeger, Ronnie Gilbert, and Lee Hayes and fred hellerman as well formed the weavers in 1950 uh they had a promising future but lost it all due to communist allegations because of blacklisting and their songs were not allowed to be played on the radio and they could not book performances love that which is cool yeah
1: it's like <clears throat> i mean just all throughout like american history is just like it's like, a uh, Salem witch hunt type vibes. Like, oh, you seem communist at all? It's over.
0: Exactly. You're, like, talking about everybody should have a bed? <laughs> Oof. You're banned You're not, from... That's not hateful enough for our country. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. And especially because, like, for a country that, like, bills itself as, like, the free speech capital of the mm-hmm. world, it's like the government sure has fucked with... A lot of people just trying to have free speech. Genuinely. But it's only ever the left. They never really care if no, the right says things.
1: <laughs> That's why 4chan still exists. Honestly. Oof. What a fucking hellhole. Oh my god. I hate it. It's horrible.
0: The worst. Anyway. Um So basically the Weavers uh, were no longer allowed to be a band, which rip um and a lot of the like <laughs> Weaver's songs were kind of just the older songs redone and mm-hmm. they had a couple other ones that they did but again there was like a lot of covering that was going on at this time um there is one story of woody Guthrie uh when he was living in a psych- psychiatric institute um because he actually had huntington's disease mm. it's, it's huntington's something I, I have it later in my notes but it's like a degenerative brain disease. Right. So he was in a psychiatric institute and he stated that here he could stand on tables and yell about communism and no one would try to kill him <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, I wanted to read some other lyrics. This is from a song that Guthrie wrote called Tear the Fascists Down. Oh,
1: hell yes. Yeah,
0: it's a good one. Uh so I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the allies, the whole wide world around. To the battling British thanks, you can have 10 million yanks if it takes them to tear those fascists down. That's pretty cool. Go off, Woody. <laughs> and I think it's cool, too, because, like, not a lot of people know or, like, talk about the big, like, war that was happening in Asia at the time against right. uh, Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: were doing their imperialist fascist <laughs> shit. Which oof, yeah, big big bad, honestly, but yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool that he he shouted out the the Chinese vets.
1: Yeah, Woody was staying up to date on the <laughs> <Good> <laughs> worldwide old, good news. Good old Woody,
0: yeah. Um, the there was some inner drama of the Communist Party that was also not helpful, since it was constantly having leadership. Well, not constantly, but there was a big leadership change that took place, and a lot of like switching and ideologies of like right. Because, like, the prior leader, and I actually don't have their names listed, um, but the prior leader was kind of, like, pro-working with, like, the U.S. and wanted to bring communism in, in, like, a peaceful way and, like, kind of shift thinking over that way. And then Mm. after, like, the Cold War started, it was kind of like, no, America is, like, the enemy, which is true. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so there was some, like, differences there, which also weakened the party. Um
1: classic leftist infighting. fighting <laughs>
0: oh, love to see it <laughs> nothing has changed
1: <laughs> staying true to our roots
0: all of the fucking anarchist communist twitter beef that i, I see i'm just like oof
1: can't we all just get along
0: <laughs> can't we all just not um yeah it was dumb there there was a uh there was a amazing black singer named paul robeson who was set to play a concert in 1949 at the Cortland Manor in New York. Um, Was the name of the venue, I guess? And uh, Pete Seeger, Woody Guth, and (laughs) a variety of other singers were uh, booked to open the concert. So it was going to be like this big um, show that was happening. It was actually a benefit concert for Civil Rights Congress, which was helping black people who were sentenced to death at the time and mm. was an organization so yeah like it was a wholesome ass thing that was <laughs> happening um now phoebe <laughs> yes taylor <laughs> knowing what you do about history and just america in general mm-hmm. I mean, got a little got a little question for you lay on me quiz if you will okay uh it's multiple choice okay who do you think uh rioted and attacked this concert oh a okay. racists b fascists or c capitalists
1: uh i mean is there a d all of the above
0: yes secret answer d Aye. all of the above <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i know it is bad uh this was called the peak skill riot um and it was, yeah, this bunch of assholes raided this concert and chased everybody away because oh they were, yeah. How dare you advocate for
1: black Americans to have
0: yeah. freedom? Well, and it gets worse because um, the police obviously arrived hours later and did little to stop it, which yeah. that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for mm-hmm. our police force. Um. Following the concert, requests for clan membership in peaks in the peak skill area uh, numbered seven hundred and forty-eight for oh, new membership. Wow! Yeah, so it was pretty bad, but pretty not good. Um, you know, and it's just that kind of stuff that's like makes me like feel like okay, so the people on the left were fighting for black people to um, first off not be sentenced to death for a lot of illegitimate crimes yeah, and also supporting this black artist who is playing this concert or whatever. And uh, it was, you know, people on the right that rioted this concert. But like, we're the bad guys in all of the, you know, history (laughs) books. I don't know.
1: Yeah, right. No, exactly. It's like, I mean, it's like we talk about all the time who is out there like feeding the homeless and like still to this day advocating for black lives and like doing all this shit you would say it would be people on the left and yet it's like here we are again they're rioters and looters and all yeah. this shit like
0: it's so yeah it's always like that and i'm like
1: do you ever see the proud boys out there like feeding the homeless <laughs> or like helping create mutual aid during yeah. COVID nineteen?
0: No. No. Well and that's what's just like, I guess so funny about it. It's like because if like if your ideology is capitalism, then it there's a point where you just have to like be okay with people suffering. Like you yeah. have to be like, yeah, that's what happens. Like, yeah.
1: Like that's the bottom line. And I mean people are in denial and or just don't know what capitalism actually is. Yeah. And like it's like, dude, if you take four seconds to like look into what this is, you will realize the basis of capitalism is profit off of people suffering.
0: It's true, and and not even to say that like, because obviously there's gonna be suffering no matter what because well, sure. we're just all humans. But like, again, if you can minimize the suffering as much as possible.
1: But Taylor, that's evil, evil socialism.
0: True. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, 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 you, you're right.
1: <laughs> Jail. straight to jail
0: (laughs) yeah so it's uh it was bad it was it was very bad um you know what's not bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) is it product and service it's
0: that it's capitalism there's
1: one thing that's good and holy and sacred in this world it is capitalism yep
0: that's yep that's what we were just saying like 30 seconds before yeah we were just talking about how just Capitalism just, has never
1: hurt anyone.
0: It's perfect. <laughs> Cross that off your bingo card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Well, ad break. Hey guys. Um, just a cute little thing that everyone needs to know is that every time that I come and. Taylor's got our, like, podcasting desk set up. He puts a blanket on my chair because it's really cold in his house, and I always get cold, and I just think that's a really sweet, nice thing of him to do.
0: It is very cold in my house. I live in the basement. Yeah, but and, I mean,
1: uh, even, I feel like even the, for basement the whole premises in general is just
0: a cold place. I like it cold. I like it to be <laughs> chilly. Because <laughs> I don't know, like, you know when you are, when you sleep, when you are, nap napping maybe um
1: as one goes to slumber <laughs> yeah
0: and it's like cold but then you wrap up in like a bunch of warm blankets yeah feels good that's, yeah that's the feeling i'm always going for
1: <laughs> <laughs> i um just like to not shiver ever yeah um
0: you and your dog are very sh- shivery, yeah shivery people
1: we are we're both just we don't have a lot of like fur on our bodies <laughs> and so we're always just very for cold insulation yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the app here. So that was the peak skill riots, uh, bad obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the FBI's place in all of this, because, um, so this the book that I am referencing, and I actually made a video kind of about it on like Pete Seeger specifically. If you mm. want to check out my YouTube video? Yeah, the yeah, Agenda. yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a book called The Folk Singers in the Bureau, which you actually got me for Christmas. I did. Which uh, I read it and it's amazing. It was so good.
1: I'm so glad you liked it. Um,
0: but yeah, so like the the author, Aaron J. Leonard. I'm reading it off the book right there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Peep over at the bookshelf.
0: Yeah. He uh, he did the, you know, the Freedom of in- Information Act. Um, yes. You can request documentation for... From the government for anything, Mm -hmm. and what they gave him was like all these files on all these folk singers that the FBI kept because they were thought to be threats at the time, right? To national security. Um, (laughs) Woody Guthrie was watched by the FBI up until his very last days, suffering from Huntington's chorea. I'm not quite sure how to say it, Uh, which again is a degenerative mind disease. So literally, like. He's intensely ill, and the FBI still has a file open on him that he's seen as, like, a threat to national security.
1: He's like an old man in a (laughs) mental institution with his brain slowly dwindling, and they're like, watch out for this guy. Watch out for that
0: guy, yeah. (laughs) Um, The singer, Cisco Houston, wasn't removed from the FBI's watch list until after he died from stomach cancer. Um, They... We're inquiring about him and found out that he died and there was like a note and it was kind of like the, in the book we were reading they like the author didn't know if it was supposed to be like f- like a joke from the FBI because they were like consider removing from like a list or something like
1: that post-mortem <laughs> yeah oh my god were, like, consider
0: not considered a threat consider removing from the list or whatever oh my so god. it's like yeah, I, and again, I don't know if it was, like, a joke, um, but... The yeah. FBI is so ridiculous. FBI sucks. The <laughs> FBI sucks so much, ass. Only FBI agent I stand is Fox Mulder. Yes. That's because he's fucking stealing airplanes. Yes. He's hijacking fairies. He's proven there's aliens out there. Uh, <laughs> he's out
1: there looking for the truth.
0: I want to believe. Anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> In 1952, uh, Pete Seeger testified at HUAC, in front of HUAC, and uh, didn't rat out his friends, did his uh, Fifth Amendment right to not self-incriminate. Oh, yes. And uh, it they didn't buy it, though, and he was actually held in contempt of court and was blacklisted. He was exonerated in 1961, but was still blacklisted, of course. But So he was, and I'm pretty sure he... Uh, yeah, so after they, like, served the the conviction or um, the contempt of court was around, like, 1958 to 1959 in mm. that area. So there was, like, a good three, two to three years that he would just, like, didn't know if he was going to get t- put in prison.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, because he wouldn't, like, yeah, wouldn't rat out his friends. But the lot right of, to,
1: like, a speedy trial.
0: Yeah. Um, and a lot of the other... Uh, A lot of the other folk singers, like, there was a few that would just flat out deny it. Um, Obviously, there was some that turned and, you know, um, not only folk singers, but Communist Party members that would, like, eventually ended up pointing the finger at Mm. other people that were in the party. Um, Alan Lomax uh, was ran out of the country by Congress and right-wing magazine Counter-Strike because of the Red Scare and was just scared he was going to get put in prison.
1: Right um that's good that's uh, so glad that this is the way our country runs land
0: of the free baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> which yeah. again it's just like which in my story the fbi is fucking involved as well it's like why are is the fbi wasting their fucking time on like musicians it's like don't y'all have yeah. anything better to focus yeah. your time and don't energy on? Gotta,
0: like stop bomb threats and yeah, stuff like something Jesus like Christ. that yeah
1: actual terrorism
0: but it's cool because we pay for it so yeah <laughs> you know it's fine <laughs> anyway this is my favorite part um we're gonna go through the number of pages that the fbi actually oh, awesome kept on these folk singers um and this is just the ones that they were willing to release mm-hmm. which is probably most of them at this point since it happened a long time ago but um there could still be classified ones that are not available wow um but yeah so the folk singers here uh oscar brand had 248 pages oh, kept on him my God. richard dyer bennett had 63 agnes cunningham had 134 um woody guthrie had 593 <laughs> lee hayes had 302 millard Camp- campbell 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 had 399 Cisco Houston had uh, two hundred and eighty-five. Here's where it gets crazy. Uh, Pete Seeger, our boy, mm-hmm. he was one of the more act- most active ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. One thousand seven hundred and sixty-one oh, pages. My God. Paul Robeson, the, ah, yes. the concert singer, the the black singer there. Uh, two thousand nine hundred and seventy-six no! pages.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> And it's like, what is even, what is in there? How much, like, what are you really writing about? He wrote a song where he said war is bad, and that takes up, like, 500 pages.
0: Activist doesn't want black people to be killed. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what?
1: Gotta keep an eye.
0: It's so so stupid. It's so dumb. I mean, it's terrible, but, like, it's just, I don't know, I guess it's just funny, because... The FBI is a bunch of clowns.
1: They are. It's they waste so much time on stupid shit. Got to keep an eye out for folk singer <laughs> instead of <Seliner. laughs> <This is> Selena. Selena.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. It's it's wild. Uh, I definitely recommend that book, um, and also that video that I posted because it's all good stuff. And a lot of these folk singers actually did, you know, go on to do a lot of activism. Mm-hmm. Like I know. Pete Seeger, uh, he was very involved in, like, the cleaning up of the Hudson River and had, like, a lot of uh, yeah. stuff do- around that. So, again, just, like, activists for the rest of their lives. Yeah, um, like,
1: actually good people. Yeah,
0: like, just <laughs> good people. This <laughs> is uh, not in it. I mean, and, you know, there's definitely singers and people that are celebrities that are activists nowadays. But, sure. Uh, it's a little bit different, too, though. Yeah. To, to have to have fame... It, you know there is at least has to be some kind of like buying into rich culture yeah. in a way mm. at least it seems a lot of times these days. Yeah,
1: but. it just doesn't hit the same as it did in the 60s. <laughs> just
0: didn't <it> hit <laughs> so good in the 60s. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one last thing I didn't write down uh, yes. that I was thinking about when while I was talking was uh, when Pete Seeger got approached by the FBI, he was, like, dropping his kids off at school, and, like, these two dudes in suits, like, men in black style came oh up God. and were like, we want to talk to you, and they, like, conducted an interview, so he wasn't under arrest, but it was, like, an interview or whatever, and it's just, like, the the guy's just dropping his fucking kids off at school, yeah. like, he's such a, FBI is just a bunch of assholes. The audacity, like, yeah.
1: and it's so dramatic, like, <clears throat> they act like... it's like they show up in suits like they i don't know they fucking act like they're like stopping the world from ending or something it's like bro this dude is just like singing songs about everyone having rights (laughs)
0: yeah singing songs about joining a union and like feeding the hungry yeah singing together like god forbid Oh, oh god
1: put that man in prison yeah
0: Anyway, uh yeah, that's uh that's a little little overview of the folk singers.
1: Beautifully done. Thank you. Love it. Well, uh should I take the reins?
0: Oh, please do.
1: Alright. Well, today I'm gonna talk about possibly one of the most popular anti police songs and certainly one of the most controversial. Um, which is Fuck the Police by NWA. Woo-hoo! a song we all know and love. <laughs> beow, beow, beow,
0: beow. I think I know all the lyrics too. <laughs> I think we all we all should. We all should Proposition
1: for a new national anthem <laughs> is Fuck truly, the Police truly. by NWA. <laughs> uh, hand on your heart. Yeah, hand <laughs> over your heart. Eyes up to the hammer and sickle flag. Yeah. So Fuck the Police by NWA has of course been an anti-police anthem since it came out on their album Straight Out of Compton in 1988. Um, and last year it received, like, a huge uptick in streams and popularity, um, which NWA actually commented on, and they were, like, a lot of people would have been, like, really excited if their song was all of a sudden getting a bunch of streams, especially a song from back in 1988. Yeah. But they're, like, "We're actually really fucking bummed out because the song still has as much re- relevancy as it did back then. Like, not a thing has changed.
0: Yeah, so they're, like, it's still... Sucks and yeah, uh, like we, we should change it. We wish
1: this wasn't getting as many streams yeah. and wasn't as like relevant because yeah,
0: that is kind of a, a rough situation to be in. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, thanks, y'all, but uh, that sucks. Yeah, like
1: oh, good that this is still the anthem for yeah. like the same shit we're going through. Um, This song unapologetically calls out police brutality and racial profiling and caused major backlash and controversy. Um, So I'm going to start by breaking down some of the lyrics to highlight why this song created such an explosion and to detail the very profound revolutionary aspects of this song. And then after the breakdown, I'll get into some of the backlash that N.W.A. and others received because of this song, including a letter sent by the FBI to N.W.A.'s record company, Priority Records. Oof, classic. It is so ridiculous. I'll read the letter. It's pretty short. It's funny in a way that's, like, so stupid, you know?
0: FBI? More like FBY even bothered,
1: am I right? <laughs> more like federally investigate yourself some bitches.
0: <laughs> I just started investigating some bitches.
1: <laughs> so, the song Fuck the Police opens up with a skit of a courtroom scene where Dr. Dre is named as the judge of this court, and MC Ren, Ice Cube, and Eazy-E are the prosecuting attorneys against the LAPD. In the verses, they lay out the ways the LAPD profiles and beats black people simply for being black. Um, The LAPD is a notoriously violent police department. There's a million stories about the insanely fucked up shit that they do to this day. Fuck the LAPD. Fuck every police department, but the LAPD has just special sauce.
0: Yeah, especially
1: (laughs) fuck you. Um uh and they are infamous of course for the beating of rodney king in 1991 which sparked the la riots um when the officers who were guilty of beating rodney king were acquitted of beating him for no reason so um in the first verse ice cube is asked us to take the stand and starts it off with his iconic line fuck the police coming straight from the underground (laughs) this line is so fucking powerful for so many reasons um, but one of the biggest being that this was the first time that the words fuck the police had been so boldly and plainly stated in a rap song before other anti-police songs had alluded to it but they'd never straight up said, just, like, said it. fuck <laughs> the police just Hate them. <laughs> in bold um, the straight from the underground part comes from Ice Cube being a part of like the underground rap scene yeah. and the like How the underground rap scene was talking about police brutality for a long time. So when he says, fuck the police coming straight from the underground, he's talking about, here I am coming up out of the underground saying this in your face. Beautiful. Love that. Love it. Um, The next line, not the next line, but one of the other lines from Ice Cube says, beat a police out of shape. And when I'm finished, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Ice Cube is explaining how he would beat a police officer so badly that he would kill the officer. Um the yellow tape part is obviously referencing yellow tape used at crime scenes. And this line was obviously controversial because of the direct speech about straight up killing police officers. Murdering a police yeah. officer, yeah. Which claps <laughs> to Ice Cube. Um and it was lines like these and fuck the police that caused the pearl clutching reaction from the public. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, killing police who've been killing black people yeah. for centuries. Um, in another Ice Cube line, he says, and when I'm finished, it's going to be a bloodbath of cops dying in L.A. The violent ways that the members of N- N.W.A. detailed beating and killing police officers in this song was used against them to label them as a violent cop-hating group, which, like, good for them. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you know? again, it's it kind of goes back to, like, uh, our violence is cool and good episode. You know, yes. It's like, yeah, it's violent, but, like, to say that... Uh, what the police weren't doing or were doing to the black population like that was just as violent exactly. if not I mean I would say worse yeah. because they were literally using institutes of power like
1: exactly so
0: i mean check check yourself before you're going to call something violent
1: exactly and yeah it's like it's that tipping point of like well how long did you think it was going to be before people were going to turn around and start saying maybe we should start killing these guys back like yeah. how long did you think that this was going to go on for before especially a black rap group was going to say something like this <laughs> um so of course because of these like violent lyrics um the press and the media was like painting them to be this violent anti-cop group and they were ignoring the rest of the very true lyrics of this song that pointed out the centuries-long mistreatment of black people by the police the beatings the murders the profiling and of course the capture and enslavement that was protected by plantation overseers who then became our modern police force it's like they just look at the part where they talk about killing instead of looking at the part where they're like hey
0: <laughs> this happens because cops are racist i'm black yeah
1: yeah Another ice cube line says, searching my car, looking for the products, thinking every N word is selling narcotics. This is an obvious connection to the profiling of black people and the assumption by police that every black person must be a drug dealer. Um, And this line also describes the frequency at which black people are pulled over and have their cars unjustly searched on the assumption that drugs must be in this vehicle, which there's another line in here that talks about um, like having pagers and that was another way that cops would use to profile black people was like any black person they saw with a pager because pagers mm-hmm. at the time had been used to by drug dealers to like communicate with their clients um but also it was like the 80s and so yeah lots like, of people, people had, pagers. Just
0: had pagers to also talk with their friends yeah
1: and so but yeah but they would like profile any black person that had a pager because they're like must be a drug dealer Um, and so this line, the they think that every n word is selling narcotics, reminded me of a similar line in the song Sound of the Police by KRS One that says, You claim I'm selling crack, but you be doing that. Which, by the way, fucking love that song is so good. Oh my god, every line is like. But (laughs) this line is obviously referencing how officers will profile black people as drug dealers when in reality it was the CIA who trafficked crack cocaine into America (laughs) and specifically introduced it into black neighborhoods. I
0: love love a good CIA. If if your organization has a uh, three-letter acronym, fuck you. Yeah, you're no good. (laughs) I guess that's not true. I was just That I like, PSL thing the other night, but...
1: <laughs> That's true. We do love the PSL. But, oftentimes, we see these three-letter acronym organizations really, uh, really, really not good. shitty. Yeah. Um, so... Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I will go into a couple more lines, more by Ice Cube. The Ice Cube verse is just so That's good.
0: Yeah. Ice Cube... He kills it.
1: Yeah. Ice Cube in general just love cool the, guy. love the guy. Um but before that, we will uh you know what uh, do an ad. Yeah, um, I was going to try and make a funny transition <laughs> but it wasn't working.
0: It's it's all right, it's all right. Uh ads. Ads. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> products. <laughs> I, we back uh moonshine has made an appearance she's um
1: swirling around my feet
0: she's meowing making she's,
1: her little smoker meows
0: she also doesn't like the fbi
1: no she just said it right before we started rolling you didn't hear it but she was like fuck the fbi
0: it's true yeah she's she's a cab as fuck
1: true it's she has a tattoo under her fur <laughs> that says a cab
0: truly anyway
1: anyway ice cube so in the next line um ice cube goes on to point out how black police officers were not innocent of violence against the black community with the line that says but don't let it be a black and a white one because they'll slam you down to the street top black police showing out for the white cop obviously
0: good line great
1: line (laughs) um yeah talking about how black officers Hi! Oh, don't step on my don't step on my notes.
0: Moonshine. She wanted to weigh in. She
1: did. She was like, "I love that line." <laughs> um. Yeah. Showing how black police police officers were complicit complicit in uh the violence against their own people. Yeah.
0: Which is why A cab is A cab. Exactly. They
1: always,
0: they always back each other up. Yeah. No such thing as a good cop.
1: Straight up, and it's not. S. Sackhab. Some <laughs> all cops are bastards <laughs> Scab. It's not, it's not scab. <laughs> in a verse by M.C. Wren, he addresses the blatantly racist gang laws in Compton at the time with the line, because the N-words on the street is a majority, a gang is with whoever I'm steppin'. The description of a gang was written as three or more people with a common identity which is clearly just an excuse to give cops to harass any group of black people they see on the street. Um, and with the line about the majority, MC Ren is referencing how Compton was 55% black at the time, which makes it pretty fucking difficult to not be in a group with three or more black people.
0: <laughs> that's so dumb. It's like, yeah, a gang with, what What does it say? Like, common...
1: Three or more people with a common identity.
0: Identity? Like, like what?
1: That's insane. It's
0: i don't know if you see three women walking down the street and they all have long hair and you're like that's a gang over there (laughs) right
1: exactly what (laughs) it's so vague and like clearly is just so cops could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do
0: yeah especially yeah la cops too it's the
1: worst so so fucking bad bad.
0: and then motherfuckers will be like i don't think systematic racism exists it's like look at literally everything look at
1: everything (laughs) open your eyes and look around you it's like yeah literally here is the most like back to our phrase we always use blank check thing Mm -hmm. to be able to just be racist as fuck systemically
0: systemically (laughs) and also not systemically but true it yeah
1: both (laughs) yes so in a line from Eze, he talks about how cops perpetuate racism by painting black people as dangerous and are able to achieve this simply by the photos they choose to portray black people who are wanted for crimes. Um, a common tactic that you'll see where like a wanted or a missing black person is shown either in a mugshot or a photo that makes them really suspicious or violent. Um, versus like the white guy who's killed his whole family will have a photo of him fishing and smiling.
0: Yeah, that I mean, that happens now, too. Right. Like, it's yeah. awful.
1: Yeah. Um, and that easy E line says, they pull out my picture with silence because my identity by itself causes violence. At the end of the song, the courtroom skit continues with Judge Dr. Dre sentencing the officer slash LAPD on trial of being, uh, it says, quote, guilty of being a redneck, white bread, chicken shit motherfucker. <laughs>
0: facts facts iconic also that line uh easy ease line where he's like my identity in itself causes violence Mm -hmm. hard that's just a hard oh my god this whole song
1: after this episode go listen to some great folk songs and go listen to fuck the police by nwa if you're real
0: if you're real unhinged you listen to them like back to back (laughs) which would be wild make a
1: playlist that's just like folk song nwa folk folk song (laughs) sound of the police (laughs) It'd be a fun afternoon for you. I
0: think so. I think so.
1: (laughs) So the cop responds to this charge of being a redneck, white bread, chicken shit motherfucker by revealing his undeniable racist proclivity and yells, fuck you, you black motherfuckers. Classic. Yes. Revealing and concluding the song with the underlying truth of all police departments, which is just that they are racist.
0: They are built... As racist mm-hmm. institutions.
1: Exactly. So, moving into the backlash that NWA faced over this song. Um, because of the boldly anti-cop lyrics of this song, many police officers would refuse to work events where NWA was performing Fuck the Police Live. Which is just so bitchy.
0: <laughs> so petty. Like, you guys are pussies. We don't want it. Yeah. They should mean things about us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. God. So, Jerry Heller, the manager for EZE, e and Daryl Brooks, who was the tour promoter, negotiated that NWA would be fined $25,000 if they played Fuck the Police live. And this agreement was come to um, due to the fact that the venues venues won't hold a concert without a police presence. And then also officers in Detroit were boycotting um, NWA's tour event.
0: <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And it's just funny because it's like, I don't know, I guess like, I I think I'd kind of told this to you the other night when we were talking about this, but it's like, they kind of just prove the song's point even more. Exactly. Fuck the police. Exactly.
1: Like Like you, and again, it's like, y'all are really so sensitive that you can't stand there and listen while someone sings fuck the police. Like you can't hear those words. You're so like sensitive to hearing that. It's such a detriment to your life that you are boycotting working this event.
0: Police are a bunch of a bunch of fucking babies. Dude. They
1: are. <laughs> so NWA goes on tour with the stipulation of paying twenty five thousand dollars if they play "Fuck the Police." Um, they had stayed loyal to this agreement so far in the tour, and they hadn't played the song up until August sixth, nineteen eighty nine, in Detroit. Fans at the show started chanting "Fuck the Police." Ice Cube and Dr. Gert, uh, Dr. Dre give each other this knowing glance, and the opening for "Fuck the Police" starts. About 30 seconds into the song, police start rushing the stage, and gunshots ring out across the stadium.
0: Ooh, are you serious? The police fucking rush? Yes. 30 seconds. This story is crazy. I'm losing my mind right now. (laughs) Okay, so, like, it's one thing to be like, alright, if you play this song, you're gonna get a fine. And then, like, okay, they play the song, give them a fine or whatever, but... They they rushed the <laughs> stage like, yeah. holy shit. They police were just waiting. You know, they were just sitting there. No, exactly. They were fuming. They're like, I'm going to fucking do it. Exactly. I'm going to do it if they sing it. Like, yep, yep. oh, my God, that's insane. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then at this same time, people hear gunshots. So NWA runs backstage for cover and the crowd attempts to disperse. NWA's security team that's stationed at the sides of the stage gets into a brawl with the officers who are trying to storm the stage (laughs)
0: yeah that's so sick (laughs) it's
1: crazy so everything's fucking chaos backstage nwa does like a quasi costume change they take off their hats and they turn their they have like jackets that say nwa they like turn it inside out trying to blend in with the crowd um the group splits up and they have this mad dash journey back to their hotel the cops break backstage, and they just start fighting whatever rappers are still there. Jeez. Yeah, which happened to be LL Cool J. Um, there was a couple others, but they...
0: Yeah, LL Cool J? Yeah. <laughs> a...
1: so the story they... just gets more wild. It's, no, it's bananas. So they break into LL Cool J's um, like dressing room or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. And according to Atron Gregory, the group's tour manager, he says, quote ll's bodyguards were fighting the police
0: (laughs) i mean yeah if you're like if your job is to protect ll cool j i mean the cops are coming to kick his ass like you're gonna fight
1: and it's ll cool j J. so like like, yeah
0: i'm not if i was ll cool j's bodyguard (laughs) i would punch anyone in the face like i would get my ass kicked for sure but like i would I would defend LL Cool J with my life. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Lay my life down for LL Cool J. I would take a bullet for LL. Hello. Hello. So back at NWA's hotel, Gregory sets the group up with a briefcase full of cash and plane tickets back to LA. The group gets on their tour bus and they were attempting to cross into Canada, um, like just in case some crazy shit went down, which yeah. some crazy shit was going down. Um, but the police intercept. I'm going to hiccup. up. The group is removed from the bus, rounded up, and cuffed. But once they were cuffed, the police begin chatting with the rap group about, like, local sports and their kids who were fans of NWA. Like, they're just, like, casually chatting with them. And Ice Cube says, quote, They corralled us, arrested us all, and they, all they wanted was some damn autographs for their daughters and sons.
0: Yeah. Fucking shit. so dumb. And, well, and I imagine because, I mean, I don't know if those police were probably not weren't the same ones that were at the right like, who's to say so it's like maybe those police were just like we gotta cuff you <laughs> and uh, my son really likes your music <laughs> right like i don't know i mean again not that those police are cool fuck all cops but yeah it's like i assume they were different groups of police officers right. it sounds like the other ones wanted to physically assault end of yes. the way. <laughs>
1: they were a little preoccupied trying to punch ll cool j in the yeah. face Oh, my God. And it's funny because, not funny, but, you know, in 2016, when NWA returned to perform a show in Detroit where they did play Fuck the Police, they had police escorts to the venue. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Which I forgot to write this quote down, so I don't know who of the group said it, but someone said, like, it was literally like they were being treated like the president or something. Like they had, like, a motorcade to the venue so they could play live this song. So after the dust settles from the incident back in 1989, the group was eventually charged the $25,000 for playing the song. The gunshots that caused so much commotion, turns out it was actually fireworks set off by police to create chaos and a narrative that NWA promoted violence. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah classic that tracks <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. well just like um last year it was like i think i think it was a mcdonald's that like got burned down or something and it was a fucking cop that did it yeah like they always do this shit
0: well yeah i mean yeah if there's anything the protests taught us last year it's like the cops the fucking right-wing groups like they're gonna put like the i don't i forget what they're fucking called but just like their own people into the protests to like make right. it violent so it yeah, like makes it all look bad you know
1: plants in the crowd which
0: like again and i'm not even saying because you know there's leftists that are violent sure need to be for certain situations but Mm -hmm. um but they always try to like frame the narrative like you know the police were just standing there politely and then the leftists (laughs) ran up with them with spears exactly it's always some bullshit like
1: that exactly (laughs) So um, another crazy story of fuck the police causing law enforcement to do almost cartoonish antics (laughs) is when the FBI sent a letter to N.W.A.'s record company, Priority Records. Milt Olerich, he was the FBI agent who wrote the letter. He insisted that this letter reflected the entire bureau's feelings toward the N.W.A. hit Um, and the N.W.A.'s manager. Jerry Heller proposes that this letter was not actually the opinion of the entire FBI, but was actually only the opinion opinion of Mitt Ollrich, who Heller described as "quote a single pissed off bureaucrat with a bully pulpit."
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's usually how it. I feel like maybe not usually, but I again, because I feel like the FBI it's a big ass organization with lots of things that they do like. There's always got to be like one person that's like, this song that we're getting mad at that 13 year olds listen to. We this, this is the biggest thing we need to worry about and everybody's right. like, I'm trying to solve a double homicide exactly. over here. Like what the fuck you mean?
1: Yeah, but this one dude's like, I got the time to write a letter to NWA's record company, so I'm gonna do it. So the letter reads, um, it's addressed to Mr. Gui. Gwe- Manganiello, sorry, Tigui, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Anyway, it says a song recorded by the rap group N.W.A. on their album entitled "Straight Out of Compton" encourages violence against and disrespect for the law enforcement officer who has been brought. Oh fuck, sorry. I, I couldn't get like the actual text of this, so I just have a photo. It's very small. Okay. A song recorded by the rap group NWA on their album entitled Straight Outta Compton encourages violence against and disrespect for the law enforcement officer and has been brought to my attention. I understand your company recorded and distributed this album, and I am writing to share my thoughts and concerns with you. Advocating violence and assault is wrong, and we in the law enforcement community take exception to such action. Violent crime, a major problem in our community, reached an unprecedented high in 1988. 78 law enforcement officers were feloniously (laughs) slain in the line of duty during 1988. Four more than in 1987. Law enforcement officers dedicate their lives to the protection of our citizens and recordings such as the one from NWA are both discouraging and degrading to these brave dedicated officers. (laughs)
0: So they're saying they got their they got their feeling they they got their feelings <laughs> heard by the song. Literally.
1: <laughs> literally.
0: What if uh so hear me out, what if um if this letter was sent in today's time mm-hmm. it was like an email, what if they hit him with the uh the no heart back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I i pray that that is what nwa would do they would
0: send they send it back just like no no
1: (laughs) hard. to conclude the letter it says music plays a significant role in society and i wanted you to be aware of the fbi's position relative to this song and its message i believe my views reflect the opinion of the entire law enforcement community sincerely yours milt (laughs) milt allrich okay
0: yeah sounds like a fucking nerd
1: thanks milt (laughs) god um all admitted that he had never actually listened to the entire song but he had read the lyrics <laughs> all right all Cool, cool it's like he couldn't bear to get through the whole thing yeah. oh my god the
0: devil music
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so after this letter was released to the public the fbi actually had to release a statement saying that they were not attempting to censor nwa
0: yeah because i mean it was like Because that's pretty, like, straightforward to be like, hey, we don't like this. Uh, Please don't. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Because,
0: I mean, even with, like, the folk singers, like, the FBI, you know, they were, they, like, cracked down on them under the guise of, like, you know, national security from communism. Mm -hmm. But, like, they didn't say, like, don't play your songs because... Yeah. You know, like, they were doing that kind of shit behind the scenes. But that's pretty, like, straightforward to just be like,
1: yeah, we don't
0: like the song, don't play it.
1: Yeah, it's like, this song promotes violence against law enforcement. Um, so, Danny Goldberg, who was a representative of the, of the Southern California branch of the ACLU, criticized the letter saying, quote, It is completely inappropriate for any government agency to try to influence what artists do. It is completely against the American tradition of free speech... Remember that from earlier, you guys? Mm-hmm. And government <laughs> non-interference for government agencies to criticize art because such criticism carries it with an implied threat.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Yes.
1: yes. So, so Melt Aldrich retorted, saying he meant no threat to artistic freedom with that letter, and that, quote, My intent was that those representatives for the licensing, distribution, and publishing of the record would have the benefit of knowing the facts of police violence after that it becomes their business what to do. But to communicate that was appropriate. Come on.
0: I guess so. Like, I mean, I guess it would have been different if it was just like a dude writing in, being like, "Hey, right. uh, do you know these facts or whatever?" But like his statements, being like, "the this opinion is shared by the whole bureau," right? It kind of just gives the vibe that you're threatening. Them, exactly,
1: like. <laughs> and it's a, literally a an official FBI letter. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking threatening. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god. As, like you said, Taylor, this entire incident only serves to prove N.W.A.'s entire point illustrated in Fuck the Police, that the targeted and unnecessary harassment, the attempts to portray black people as dangerous criminals, and the move to silence the voices of the black community when they share stories of racially motivated violence at the hands of police. Yeah. Just. That's how it be. Proves that entire point, that you went to the great lengths of sending an official FBI letter about your hurt feelings over this song. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's so interesting how, um, I guess just culture, this isn't really necessarily the FBI, but, uh, how like culture will always target out the, you know, a specific group that they don't like
1: mm-hmm. for,
0: or, you know, or a rapper they don't like. I'm thinking like Lil Nas X with all the criticism right. he gets, and this isn't again from the FBI, but like, just cause he's like a black gay rapper, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, they just find, like, the one instance of the person they don't like. And they're like, well, this is bad because of this. And it's like... Right. S- don't listen to it. I don't know. Right.
1: <laughs> like, well, I mean, the dude literally had to go on trial for fucking shoes. Yeah. it's like, and like, As if,
0: like, there isn't so many other things that people could... You know, the police could be worrying about. Yeah. But it's like, it just makes it clear that, like, there's still a lot of bias against. Mm-hmm. Not only black people but you know gay people
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah all the all the minorities
1: 100 um ice cube had this to say about this entire ordeal quote it was all kinds of forces against us it didn't crack us break us turn us into punks it didn't make us bite our tongue it just made us stand up even more and that's powerful hell yeah fuck yeah ice cube
0: ice cube's sick he is so are we there yet dope movie
1: Yes, and also um, the movie Straight Outta Compton. Give that a watch. It's the story of NWA, um, which they do actually like in the movie. The whole thing of like the police rushing the stage in Detroit happens. It's not completely accurate, but it is in the movie. It's
0: always a little yeah. Um, It's
1: dramatized.
0: There's a. I feel like Ice Cube did like a follow up song to. Yes. Yeah. Do you know which one it is? I.
1: I don't remember the don't name remember, of Don't remember, but... but I did read about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's like a follow-up song to Fuck uh Fuck the Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also pretty good. Um I'll maybe I'll look it up right now while yeah. you finish. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's basically the end of um my story and yeah, like I said, give give Fuck the Police a listen. Um it's still extremely relevant, which is very unfortunate, but um yeah, and I mean, it's just like when things like this happen and you receive a fucking letter from the FBI telling you that your fuck the police song is offensive to them, I feel like instances like this, like Ice Cube said, it just serves to like bring us together more and make us want to fight more for exactly what we're saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that song's called Good Cop, Bad Cop. Ah, yes. Yeah. Thank so, you. Listen to that one too.
1: Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's the story of Fuck the Police being a very controversial song.
0: Insane, actually. Yeah, yeah, truly. For sure. Yeah, FBI sucks. Um, <laughs> I'll, um, we'll add them to the list of people we've incited violence <laughs> against.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the FBI is probably listening.
0: I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. Or at least
1: the NSA. The
0: NSA, yeah. Um, Keith? FBI agent Keith, if you're listening, <laughs> what's up, dog? How are you? How are you? <laughs> How you living? <laughs> Leave us a comment. Let us
1: know your favorite NWA song.
0: He's like straight out of Compton. That's my favorite <laughs> one, for sure.
1: <laughs> that is a great song, also. The whole album really is a good one. This is a,
0: yeah, good, good-ass good album, for sure. Truth. Anyway, uh, wow. any closing thoughts? Any Anything else before I move into Shout Out in The P-Zone? Yeah,
1: um, I mean nothing particularly just you know keep keep listening to that revolutionary music keep that spirit alive you know
0: yeah art is like a huge way to i mean you know there's a reason like i was saying that like the military had the folk singers like be singing songs like it builds morale it builds spirit you know yeah i love listening to like song you know folk uh leftist folk music it always Mm -hmm. gets me uh jived up i guess
1: (laughs) totally well and i mean like f- like we were saying fuck the police serves as an anthem to this day it was like widely played at a lot of the protests last year and it's it serves as this revolutionary anthem that plainly states why we're out there doing what we're doing um yeah and i mean that's why we do this series is because pointing out the art that has like revolutionized us and mm-hmm fired us up brought us together in this way
0: yeah and i mean and i remember when we were first talking about this series we were like there's so many it kind of started with like fashion because i was like there's so many fashion trends yeah. that also go with like revolutionary movements and then mm-hmm. you were like there's all, you could do like all the art and yeah so i mean art is a huge i mean you know art comes from the people it has like their exactly their interests at at heart typically so it's like
1: yeah i feel like it's one of like our biggest ways we can fight back because Mm -hmm. it's uh one of the few things where we can still have a lot of like freedom of speech Mm -hmm. um yeah so shout out to all the artists out there keep doing it guys because fuck yes doing your shit we love that all right well for our shout out game um last week of course was our interview with justin about growing up in the lds church slash cult (laughs) um and our commenter was livy lou 25 and they said yes finally someone talking about the handshakes i remember my grandpa teaching me the last one which um was talking about the like Masonic handshakes that the LDS yeah. basically just like weird stole. Shit. <laughs> yeah, which the the last handshake that was on this little picture that we posted was called the Lion's Paw, and it's like you do basically like the um the what is Spock that thing? like yeah the Spock hands and then like shake hands like that and weird. wrap your fingers around the opposite person's wrist. Yeah, I don't
0: like that. At it's all, real but... fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am going to start only shaking hands that way. I think you should. Or the
1: Ninja Turtle handshake, which is like kind of similar. Yeah,
0: kind of the same thing. Because they only have three fingers. They kind of have to do the lion's (laughs) block.
1: Oh my god, the Ninja Turtles are part of the Freemasons. Let's start that rumor. I've kind
0: of always suspected it. I mean, their dad was that like rat guru guy. True. I mean, he kind of had just Freemason written all over him.
1: (laughs) You're so right.
0: (laughs) Um anyway, I think it's your turn for a shout out game. Yeah. Question.
1: Um I for a shout out game, just leave us a comment what your favorite like revolutionary song or artist is. Um yeah, and we'll give them a listen. And honestly, I feel like whoever comments as long as there's not like a thousand, we'll we'll shout them all out cuz the more the better, you know. True.
0: Yeah, well and we'll yeah. You know. If you have any uh, good recommendations, we'll shout it out.
1: Absolutely, so. <laughs> yeah. Let us know.
0: True. I mean, we only ever get like what max four comments, <laughs> so it's like we but can probably still. handle that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if something crazy happens and all of a sudden we just have like this flood of comments, just
0: goes up like overnight, mm-hmm. our podcast blows up, goes viral. That would that would be really would be cool. Really cool. You Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, now. please do. say we're cool and good
1: yeah cool and also good yeah my therapist did listen to the podcast so hi therapist if you're listening to this one
0: shout out thanks for all the hard work you do for me (laughs) that's sick therapy is rad and if you go to therapy good for you yeah that's awesome yeah
1: if you have the ability and the accessibility to do it it's some good shit
0: if you have the ability to go and you think you need to but you don't currently you should uh, look into that
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up for some racks if you want. Yeah. I'm sure I have a few people I could shout out. If you're
0: in the Salt Lake area. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: (laughs) I don't know any therapists in Florida. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know one. We we were BFFs. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't. Anywho, um, you can leave comments about your favorite revolutionary singer, favorite revolutionary song on our Instagram, which is at Podcast. (laughs) Or on our TikTok, which is the same at Remarks Podcast,
0: and on Twitter as well, you can comment, tweet at us. Uh, Remarks Pod is at Remarks Pod, and um, again, Apple Music, uh, our Apple yes. Podcast, please leave us a review. And um, again, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's called The Lefty Agenda.
1: Taylor has a video about what he was talking about today. Exactly,
0: Pete Seeger. Yeah. Um, Got some got some good stuff coming up. Uh there's definitely some political ones coming up. I'm also branching out and just doing like other videos I think are fun, so
1: I mean as you should. Yeah, you
0: know. We're content content creators. We gotta create all sorts of content. We
1: have the our hype house of me, Taylor, and Moonshine in Taylor's basement.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, with an occasional guest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Floating around. Well thanks for listening, you guys.
0: Thank you so much, and yeah. Okay, love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.